Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's, this year's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop, and you can breathe a big, giant fucking sigh of relief, right? Because the nation is back, okay? Um, As you may know or may not know, uh, I write books. And uh, I've been working on this latest book. The manuscript's been in for a while. But you actually get into the nitty-gritty of it after that, right? Like release dates and artwork and what the insides of the book are going to look like and feel like an experience, right? So that takes up a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of thought. And um, working with various groups of people, they make all that happen. So here we are. We're back. And we are on the court of your life, okay? So this particular subject, I think, is a brilliant way to start the year. I, th- I feel as if like, this is a placeholder for, th- for the year, okay? this uh, If you, no matter how many episodes we do this year, if you come back to this one episode and keep coming back here, I think you'll find that there's so much juice available in the next 30 or so minutes of your life that you'll be able to keep drinking from it all the way through the rest of this year, okay? So what's the subject this week? Well, I made this statement to uh, to somebody fairly recently, and I said, uh, "Your life has no meaning." And you know, they got a little fucked up by it. Now, I understand why that might be the case, and I want you to listen to this right now from your perspective. And I'm saying it straight to you, right into your ear hole. Your life has no meaning. Now, you got to really think about that. Now, some of you might be agreeing with this. You might be like, well, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, I'm a little bit directionless right now. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm feeling like I've been knocked around a bit and there's no real purpose that I've created. That's also not what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're right, Gary. I feel like a useless piece of fucking shit. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is meaning. What I'm talking about is your life has no inherent meaning. What I'm talking about, your day-to-day existence, has no inherent meaning. Oh, no, no, Gary, you're fucking wrong because I did all my purpose work and I know what my life's about and I'm fulfilling. Yeah, your life has no meaning. But 
because of the way you're wired and the way I'm wired and the way we're wired, we're constantly adding meaning to everything that we do, everyone that we interact with, everything that we participate in. So let's get straight about it. You're driving your car. You're on the highway. Somebody comes straight across the front of your car or right up behind you. What do you make it mean? Well, they're fucking rude. Or they're an asshole. Or they're this or that. When you send somebody a text and they don't answer right away and they take a long time, what do you make it mean? When you go for the job interview and you don't get the job, what do you make that mean? And don't say simply, well, I didn't get the job. That is not how you fucking think. It's not how you operate. Meaning is woven into absolutely everything you're fucking doing. And you are the one that's bringing that to the table. When your parent maybe does this thing or says that thing, what do you make that mean? What do you make it mean about you? What do you make it mean about them? That you had the childhood you had. What did you make that mean about you, about life? Look around. Your life is actually filled with meaning that you put there. So when I say your life is meaningless, I mean it's meaningless. That is, by default, it is without meaning. There is nothing there. And then you just go. You just do you on this meaningless life. And then you act like all of that shit that you're adding to your day, to your hour, to your week, to your month, is all what's real. But I'll give you a little example, right? Some of your parents. I've heard people say this. Parenting is hard. No, it's not. Does it seem hard? Yeah. But that's the meaning you're adding to this thing called parenting. It's just parenting. It's whatever that is. Just do this, do that, do this, do that. This is hard. That's meaning. All of this that you're doing means it's hard. Life is hard. Meaning. I'm not smart enough. Meaning. No, no, Gary, that's not meaning. I don't have a qualification. Yeah, but why not? Because you don't think you can. Where are you getting that from? Some earlier fucking episode of your life that went this way or that way, and you made that mean you're not smart enough. You're spewing meaning every fucking second of every waking hour and you can't even have a fucking dream without making that dream mean something too. This is why I always have to hold my, oh, um, I feel it in my gut, people. Go with your gut, people. No, you're just adding meaning to a physiological experience, filling it up with fucking woo-woo and voodoo, and then, oh yeah, that's, oh, let's go with my gut. This is what you really need to start understanding. To me, 
you know, this is one of the fundamentals of being an aware human being, is to understand the meaning you're attributing to the various episodes of your life on a daily basis. Your boss says this, what do you make it mean? Your, your coworker says that, what do you make it mean? You can't find a job, what do you make that mean? This is hopeless. No, it doesn't mean that. You're constantly barfing it up. You're like a fucking never-ending volcano of meaning. And like I said, you attach meaning to absolutely everything. Yourself, your situation, your circumstances, other people, the weather, the day of the fucking week, the month that it is. Oh, January, it's always a terrible month. What? What the fuck? Uh Uh-huh. And on, and on, and on. Listen, if you want to get a real handle on being free, I hear people say this a lot, you know. How do I get free? You're out to get free of your own fucking trap. Your own trap. You know, it's very popular right now in social media circles by one or two influencers who I shall not name but are clearly fucking uneducated when it comes to the domain of a human being, right? They just speak from their own perspective. There's no real attachment to anything. But I've heard a lot of people talk about the matrix. The matrix is out to get you. No, dude, you're the fucking matrix. You're the matrix. You're trapped in your own matrix of thoughts, behaviors, beliefs, ideals, values. Those are all uniquely you. That you find resonance with some of those with other people doesn't make it fucking real. That's called an agreement reality. That's right. You think because you share an opinion or a belief with somebody else that that thing is real. No, it's as much fucking voodoo as anything else. You've just found another soul who sees it your way. You are the matrix, my friend. You're the matrix. It's you. You're a matrix of self-limiting beliefs and behaviors that are in direct alignment with what you profoundly believe to be true. Not like, you know, your opinions about fucking pasta. I'm talking about some fundamental, deep down, deeply held beliefs. And today, by the way, you're about to go and live the life of that. And you're about to just go and spew meaning, just spew it out and get upset by the meaning you're adding. Like you see a fucking politician or you see some fucking clown being interviewed on TV or you see this thing or it doesn't matter. You're getting annoyed at no reality. No reality. Instead, if you start to think of life itself like a vast and wondrous state of nothingness, of wonder and curiosity and potential and possibility and knowledge, all just floating around there. And none of it fucking means anything. 
And that's what makes it magical. And that's why when people say, you know, when I've said to people, you know, your life is meaningless, they get fucked up by it because they can't even hear that statement without making it mean something. Oh, my life is meaningless, Gary says. My life is meaningless. Fucking hell, what did you make that mean? That's how automatic it is. That's how automatic you are. Some of you in this conversation, you're getting fucked up right now because of this whole notion of that you exist in a fucking spectrum of nothingness. You're unnerved by it, shaken by it, because you're already making it mean something. And that's a human being constantly barfing it up. Uh, the French existentialist, Jean-Paul Sartre, yeah, I said it with the appropriate pronunciation. Life is empty and meaningless. You have no idea the number of people who just lost their fucking minds at the idea of that. What he's really saying is it's a fucking blank canvas. There's nothing there. Whatever you want to apportion to there, you can get to live that life. Whatever you want to put there. Whatever fucking grand plan you want to bring forth in the vastness of nothingness, that's what your life could be about. And then whenever you get a little twisted, a little fucked up, a little stopped, a little caught, what do you do? Well, you just remind yourself. It doesn't fucking mean anything. I'm making the game up as I go along. It's all a game to me. That's why for you, when, when you look at your life and you see where you are and you're desperately unhappy with where you are, I, listen, I get it. And I, and I definitely want to give you the tools to get yourself shaken free. But you have to really get to grips with the unhappiness with where you are in life is given by whatever meaning you're attributing to where you are. It has nothing to do with where you are. I'm going to say that again for the people at the back. Your unhappiness with where you are has nothing, zero, nothing to do with where you are. It is completely and 100% a function of what you're making all of this mean. 100% no shortages. Not 99.999999999. Your experience of life right now in this moment is being given by whatever meaning you're attributing to it. And you might have no real experience of adding meaning to life, but you fucking are. Oh, yes, you are. And it's never ending. So what is awareness? Awareness is noticing that you're doing that when all the fucking time. I hear people say this shit all the time. Oh, yeah, when I'm in this mode, there is no mode. It's just fucking you all the time. It's all you are, quote unquote, you are always going. There's no version of you. It's all you. 
It's all you. It's the whole of you. It's the totality of you. And that you that you've become has been put together to overcome a world that you fucking made up. Oh, boy. If I could get you just to get that part. The you that you've become, you put it together to overcome a world that you made up. No, no, Gary, I've become this way because of the traumas. Yeah, but what did you make them mean then? The things that happened when you were fucking 8, 14, 16, 22, what did you make it mean that's the fucking, the, the matrix you're in, my man? That's the matrix you're in. Look back. You're living a fantasy. You're a fucking character in Scooby-Doo. I mean, well-intentioned, but it's just, this is what I talk about. You guys hear me say this all the fucking time and I talk about authenticity. Most people think authenticity is the character they've become talking. No, authenticity is seeing the character you've become and fucking telling one on it what it does. That's when you get that little bit of separation, that little window between you and the noise. You become the observer rather than the participant. So I invite you this week, go through your week. If you find yourself stuck, stop. Angry, frustrated, take a little look. What are you making it mean? What are you bringing to this magical, beautiful, endless universe of nothingness? What are you settling on? What are you drifting into? Wake up. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in just a moment with our question from the nation. And I think you're going to love it. See you in a minute. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right, welcome back to this part of the show where we deal with our question from the nation. If you want to participate in this part of the show or even with a suggestion for the first part of the show, a subject you'd like me to touch upon, um, you can text me or call and leave a voicemail, 646-450-3203, 646-450-3203, or email me connect at garyjohnbishop.com. And by the way, I do want to add this. We've been having a lot of problems with the online store. Um, and unfortunately, there were not problems that we could fix. And um, we actually had to go through the people who run that whole side of things and they had to fix something. So anyway, it's too technical for even me to fucking explain. 
But the online store is back up now, okay? So we're having some real issues with it, and we're not anymore. And um, I know I've been promising to put new things up there, but uh, I do have people working on that right now. So you'll see new things coming up. And there's still some great um, Unfuck Nation shit up there right now. So go check it out at theunfuckstore.com. All right, so this week's question comes from A, okay? Um, this person wishes to remain anonymous, which is fine. And so A starts by saying, I've been reading your books and listening to the podcast, and I resonate with some of your shit that my life choices are my life choices. That's probably the start of your problem right there. But anyway, I left my husband when my son was 10 months old, and now my baby is about to turn 12. My ex-husband spent 5.5 years in jail, and that was a mission to realize it wasn't a reflection of me. He's out now almost three years. I'm still single. I'm still single? What the fuck am I doing wrong? I like to think I'm a pretty good person, and fuck knows I've done the work. I've had time to reflect and do the fucking work. You're probably going to bash me up, right? But where the fuck is my forever person? Don't tell me I'm that person. I've been this beautiful, secure mom to my son for the majority of his life. I kept in sight from another parent who didn't have the capacity to care for himself, let alone another. I know you're going to say that doesn't make me deserve something special, but when? But then what the fuck does? When do I get love? Please don't play the love yourself bullshit card. I did that the moment I left my ex. I'm tired. I don't know what else to find to do to find happiness. I know I'm not sad sack Sally every day. I have a moment like this maybe once every six months, and today just happens to be the day. It makes me wonder if by chance at 49, I'm just going to be alone forever. I do the dating apps. I do meetup groups. How else do I meet people at 49? I'm lost AF, and your books have been great, but WTAF, what the actual F. All right. A, I'm going to pick my way through this because there's so much in this that you're burdened by that you don't even realize you're burdening yourself, right? You're actually giving yourself um, a, a significant load to carry around that to you seems like you're just explaining things, but you're not. You're explaining things from a perspective of somebody who already believes something, right? So, like I said, whenever I have coached people in the past and whenever I do any of these questions, and, and you look, for everybody listening right now, you can take the same perspective. There's what somebody says, and that's important. How they say it, also important. Then there's the nature of what they say. And the nature of what a person says is critical. So, you said, I left my husband when my son was 10 months old, and now my baby is about to turn 12. My husband spent 5.5 years in jail, and that was a mission to realize it wasn't a reflection of me. Well, yes and no. You fucking picked them. Don't tell me when you went in there, you were like, I really thought I was marrying, you know, that's fucking unbelievably. No, I mean, there were whatever you want to call them, signs. So that he went to jail isn't a reflection of you, but you did get in a relationship with that person with knowledge of X, Y, or Z, I guarantee it. Now, maybe not to the degree that that person did that, but there were definitely things there that when you look back, you're like, yeah, there was that, and there was that, and that overcame that. And this is what people do when they go into relationships, by the way. 
in the name of being in a relationship, they overcome and overcome. So I'm going to say something. I'm saying, whatever that was back then when you first met your ex, you were so eager to be in a relationship that you overcame that then. That you set it aside in the name of being in a relationship. And I suspect your eagerness to be in another relationship will, let me, let me say it this way, will increase the odds of you doing something similar. Getting yourself into something that you probably shouldn't have gotten into. Now, I don't know. I've, I've probably coached, I mean, tens of thousands of people on this subject alone. On this subject alone. On what they walked into and what they ignored on their way in. So, and this is true. I've coached people on this even, it's true of like even business situations. The shit people will just explain away, overcome, pretend isn't really an issue. Uh, come to the idea in their mind that it'll all work out or they'll fix it or it'll get figured out, la, 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 and then get into these profound, life-changing agreements and partnerships. So like I said, both business and personal. And then it goes the way it goes. I think at some point you got to realize, well, hold on a minute, you know, was that a good idea, number one? But number two, what was the thing that I set aside? Because I'm, I, I fucking bet you that thing is still there. What were you willing to set aside about yourself to be in it? So no. And by the way, you said you've read the books and you've listened to the podcast. You have never heard me say fucking love yourself. So don't pull that line. You've never fucking heard me say that. I don't, I don't peddle in that. What I do say to people is, there's something about you that's unresolved that you think that when you're in a relationship, you'll get that resolved. And it's all over your message to me. It's fucking screaming it. There is, and, and by the way, this is the other thing that I want to put out there for people. Whatever the thing might be, resolving that doesn't automatically mean you'll be in a relationship. Right? I don't, again, you guys know me. I don't peddle in the woo-woo. But, you know, if you, want to, if you want to be in a relationship, first of all, you might want to look at the ones that didn't work and then actually start to get to the heart of, okay, what about that, though? Like, how come I put myself in there? What was that really overcome? Like, what, what about me? The other person's just the other fucking person. But what about me? Like, what did I walk in there with? What was I trying to overcome or compensate for? Or what hole was I trying to fill? Like, what is that about me that I feel as if I could set all that other stuff aside to be in it? Just so that I could be in it. And that in my mind, I thought I'd be a happily ever after. And, and the other thing, by the way, A, that you need to really set aside is that, you know, being the hero in your own story. Cut it up. Cut it up. Doesn't work. Right? It's so fucking thin. There's more to you than that. Come on. 
you know, you, when you actually start to see it in terms of being the hero, because everybody's the hero in their story. Oh, that's and I'm fucking dead. You know, everybody eventually becomes the hero. But you have to also come to terms with Angela the villain. There's that kind of acceptance of the whole. Well, here I fucking am. But let's let's even fast forward past all of that stuff. Because, you know, I know you're saying you've done the work, but believe you me, there's stuff that you just haven't got your eye on. You don't. Don't have your eye on it. So you're going to meetup groups, you're doing the apps, you're doing the da-da-da. Yeah, okay, I get all that, and So fucking what? So fucking what if you're doing all of that? You know what? It's not, it's, it's not getting it done. Now, I'm going to add something else in here. I'm going to add something that you've already got a picture of the person in mind. Whether you realize that or not, you do. You've already got the picture of the person in mind. I, I bet you've been on dates. They didn't work out. But that's dating. That's dating. And it's true. You know, the pool gets smaller and smaller and smaller, right? Because the pool has always got conditions on it. I mean, look, this is the, I think this is a thing that everybody fails to recognize. People say, oh, people my age are all fucking married. Dude, 50% of marriages end in divorce. Half of them are still available. <laughs> Half of them are still available. But I will say this, the divorce rates for second, third, fourth, fifth marriages increases. So that is the percentage chance of being divorced after being divorced one time gets more and more and more. Why? Because people never do the fucking work to understand why they're getting any of this stuff. They don't do the work. And then even if they do do the work and they do see something, they never take full responsibility for how it's going to play out and own it. So whatever actions you're taking, I get it. I understand. Um, it's not it. There needs to be other ones. There needs to be more. There needs to be more activity around this. That is, the drum beat that's beating in the name of your future relationship isn't quite in tune with life itself. You're out of sync. So whatever you think is enough, that ain't enough. Whatever you think you've been doing should be producing the result. Here's the news. It ain't producing a result. And that's for everybody out there, whether you're listening to this from the perspective of relationship or business or job or body, and you're like, I'm not getting the results. You're not beating the fucking drum fast enough. Period. The odds aren't stacked against you. And then the other little piece I want you to get is your, your sense of entitlement here is another thing that's sticking in your throat. Like, you should have your forever person. You have no fucking right to that. You know, there is no forever person anyway. It's all fucking bullshit. And as they say in Scotland, birthday card fucking shit. My forever person. Now, there is no forever person. Some people do meet somebody and it's, you know, almost the entirety of their life. The vast majority of people, that's not the case. People are meeting their fucking partners 
the love of the life when they're fucking 62. So you have no entitlement to that. And the game you're in is the game of dating at the age of 49. Well, guess what? That's a quirky little fucking game, isn't it? It's not like being in the game at 22. Being in the game at 25, right? Being in the fucking game at 49 is like, shit, this is different. I'm going to have to meet people at the fucking buffet line. Not at some swanky fucking club. And maybe at some swanky club, I don't know. But I do need you to realize, like, the results you're getting right now are consistent with the game you're playing. And so you can listen to this, by the way, and throw your arms up and be indignant. And be like, eh, fucking, you know, or you could listen to this with like, hold on. Something here I need to come to terms with. One, there's an expectation in my mind somewhere that this is supposed to be going another way. Two, I already believe that what I'm doing should have produced the result and it hasn't. Yes? And three, I believe all of this is my fucking right because, you know, I've done my bit. And, you know, you're, you're carrying around your fucking parenting like a badge of honor. That's your job. That's your fucking job. You don't get fucking plus points for this shit. You don't. To be a parent, a single parent, does that make it even more challenging? Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways it does. But in some ways, by the way, your household gets the relief of parents that don't get along. You get that. Your child gets that. Freedom from that fucking noise. But, you know, there's a whole host of other shit. That, yeah, it feels like the odds are stacked against you. I get it. You know, I was fucking raised by one. I know that house. I know what that feels like. I know what it produces. But you have to understand here, whatever great job you've done, well fucking done to you. Well done to you. And I really mean that from the bottom of my fucking heart. Well done to you for doing your job. But all it highlights is just the people who are not doing this. You don't get a medal for doing your job. You did your job. The sad thing is too many people don't fucking do their job. They don't act with their child in mind. But that's part of growing up for you. You know, really, like, we're still growing up. You're 49. You're still fucking growing up. Come on. I'm still fucking growing up. I'm still learning and breathing it in and soaking up the experience and the wisdom and applying the philosophy and expanding. and. That never ends. So there is no entitlement to your forever person if that's what's on your mind. And I think that's what I even talked about this on Unfuck Yourself, you know, getting the life you deserve or the love you deserve. That'll leave you a victim to life itself. There is no deserve. Because all too often in our lives we do things and there is no payback. You don't get anything back for it. You just do it. But I think part of the problem for us as human beings is we feel as if we should get something back. And we don't. So that leaves us wanting. Because I deserve. 
And then it leaves us resentful and angry and on and on and on. So there's no person for you out there in the universe. There's fucking people and there's lots of them. And the reality of that is this is the road you've chosen. Which road? The road of choosing to be in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship. Okay. You know, I've used this analogy many times. You know, you can't choose to be in the pool but decline the getting wet. Yeah, big part of of seeking partnership with another is frustration and rejection and you know all the other emotional roller coaster of emotions that comes with it. So you, you have to really come to terms with this is a game you signed up for. This is what this is. There's no magic recipe. But, you know, you could meet someone this year. You're like, you know what? I would like to give this a try with this person. See how this goes. I'd like to explore the possibility of connection with this human being. Which, by the way, is the context. It's not about checking boxes for the right person. It's about exploring the possibility of connection. And, and that would require you to, rather than seeking to get your needs, your wants, whatever else, satisfied, but to explore the possibility of that person. Like, who are you? What are you about? Let me get to know you. I'm curious. How did you get to that point, at this point in your life? And, and even when you are in relationship with somebody, that's something you should be doing all the time anyway, exploring the possibility of your partner. For those of you that are already in relationship, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Exploring the possibility of relatedness with another is a never-ending phenomenon. We've turned love and connection into like, I swear to God, I mean, it's all over your communication here, A. We've just turned it into another fucking thing that we do. We're, we're looking for the magic instead of being the fucking magic. We're looking for satisfaction instead of just bringing a sense of satisfaction to everything that we do. We're looking for love instead of fucking being for being love. You've even said it in this communication. When do I get happiness? Happiness? I don't know. When you bring it to the fucking table, who's going to give you happiness? What are you? What? That's a recipe. A recipe for fucking disaster. No one's going to make you happy. Somebody fucking put something up on social media last week or the week before. Comments like this make people unhappy. What the absolute fuck? When do you start owning your emotional state? At what point am I off the hook for how you are? Partnership with another human being requires you to realize that it's not your partner's job to make you happy. And that you might do things in the name of your relationship with your partner that they might find great joy in, but it's nobody's job. But that you might make that a gift, that you might make that an aspect, that you might make that a phenomenon in this connection with this other human being. Yeah, good for you, because that's what it is to be a human being, is to broadcast something 
But not in today's society. Today's society is all about receive, 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 receive. Or like fucking plague of locusts. Everybody wants to eat. Nobody's feeding. And if they are feeding, by the way, they're feeding with the expectation of something in return. And that little piece there at the end, that's what fucks up all of my victims in life. No, Gary, I already do all this and I never get what... Then whatever you're giving was never authentic. It was a manipulation to get something back. Hard to hear, but nonetheless true. Hey, you got a fucking drum. You got to beat this drum. You got to beat this drum louder, faster, stronger. You got to get in tune with the world that's out there, not the world that you think is out there. If what you're doing isn't working, then that ain't it. If you're really keen to get in this relationship, you need to understand what's the point of this for me? Really? Like, what's the point? Why am I in this? And if it's to get, 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 you got a fucking problem before you begin. If it's to be someone, if it's to contribute something, it's to make a difference, if it's to form something and create something with another, that's a great game for you to be in because that will require you to be someone that will go beyond your most base fears and ambitions, opinions, judgments of yourself, judgments of others. It will require you to rise and express something greater. Hey, that's the game. That is the freaking game. All right, you guys, that's it for me this week. Have a freaking great one. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.